It's the Joel Com Show, featuring internet pioneer, New York Times bestselling author, and international speaker, Joel Com, Helping you grow your business, live life today, and do good stuff. Here's the man who built his first website in 1995, your host, Joel Com. <laughs> the laugh heard around the world, seen by millions, appearing on all kinds of network television. Her life has been changed as a result of it, and ours is too. Please welcome to Be Live Weekly, the one, the only Chewbacca mom, Candace Payne. <sighs> Hello. Oh, there's Hello. that laugh that we all love so much. Oh my goodness. It, so you, you did see, right? You saw. Yes. Yes. It, it looks better on you, though. You know, I have a weird size face. Like, that's made for a child, yet, like, it was perfect. I don't know what that says still about me. What is that? I have a weird size face. <laughs> I do. I do. I have, like, a short face. Like, every avatar I try to create on a video game or anything, it's never squinty enough. I can't get it all squished in enough to make it really look like me. Oh, well, I think your face is, is completely normal and beautiful, and I'm so oh, thrilled you. that you're here. Thank you for coming. Thank you. You, um, I, I want to let people know before we jump into the story that you actually have a new book out, and I want to put it up here on the screen yes. so, um, so you guys are aware of it. This is the book right here. It's called Laugh It Up, Embrace Freedom, and Experience Defiant Joy. Yes. Is that there a Chewbacca tattoo on your arm right there? It is. It oh, is. oh, well, can you see it? Yeah. I'm like, how do I show it right now? But there oh, it is. Here. Yeah, go ahead and put, do it again. We'll put it up. I'm going to put you solo on screen. There it is. I know. It's like right there. It looks like it's not like even, but it is. It's just I've got a weird angle here. And uh, I drew that Chewbacca because I couldn't find a single one that was like inspiring and happy and had lush, luscious Texas hair bangs, you know? So I had to draw my own and then have somebody put it on. So. I think that's beautiful. Uh, so let's see, let's jump back here. It was April or May 19th. Was that the date that it first posted? Yes. May 19th, correct. 2016 was the day that it posted. Mm -hmm. And here's what's really funny. I'm going to show everybody this. You actually have a Wikipedia page now no. <laughs> um, with Chewbacca mask lady. Um, I guess that's because what people might look for rather than, than your name, because um, they don't necessarily know. But this right. tells exactly what happened. And, and the references here show all of the different major articles that um, came about. And as a result of this, you've been on, oh, good grief. You know, why don't you just tell us what shows you've had the privilege of being on? Well, within that opening weekend of everything happening and going viral, I found myself on Good Morning America, Entertainment Tonight, Inside Edition, um, The James Corden Show. Uh, and then I also found... Uh, yeah, I was. I went and visited Facebook headquarters, Lucasfilm. I did a, a tour there at Lucasfilm, uh, and then I also uh, did a great interview with Bud Buzzfeed in the middle of their parking lot in a car in California. So, 
And, and what are you thinking as all this is happening? I mean, you're a housewife in Grand Prairie, Texas, right? And yeah. your, your pastor's wife, is that correct? No, no. No, no dear God, God, no. No, my guy is not a pastor. He's like the guy that you would do a background check on to make sure he's okay before he works with students. Oh, you know what I mean? That like he, guy. Um, when I met him, I really was like, uh, has anybody like check this guy out? And he, he's rough around the edges yet very quiet. He's kind of the mysterious guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the little mystery um, to him, but he's a drummer. So we did play worship together and, you know, we worked in student ministry together, but yeah, you always marry the drummer cause they're the hot ones. Well, you'll be happy to know that I'm a drummer. Yes. I love it. Well, what do they say? Drummers do it with rhythm. Oh, but oh. I'm... well, they have Thank rhythm. You. Thank you very much. Rhythm is gonna get you. Okay, We're, we could go. We could go like hours with the rhythm trail. So we won't. We can karaoke like crazy here. Um, this is so fun. I want to know. The, uh, we're going to tell the story of what actually happened in a moment, but I want to know just how it felt for you mm. when this thing blew up and you started getting calls from mainstream media to be on TV. Wow. Well, um, in all honesty, my first gut reaction was the night before it really went viral. I, I was about to go to bed. I posted a video around 2.30, 2.40 in the afternoon. And before I went to bed, I was nearing 1 million views. And I thought, who can say they've had a million views on somebody, especially like this housewife from nowhere, you know, stay-at-home mom. And so I, I jokingly put on Instagram, y'all, I think I'm going to go viral. Just joking, <laughs> you know? I was like, may happen. And when I, so that enjoyment of it was just hysterical. I was like, that's fun. But then when I woke up the next morning and I had cluttered, and I mean, literally cluttered in my emails, voicemails, Facebook messages, um, I was contacted by no less than 15 major media outlets. We're talking like CNN, BBC, NPR, um, Good Morning America, The Today Show. I, all of them had reached out at that point. And I woke up and it's not even been 24 hours from posting the video. I felt like Jason Bourne. I was like, uh, I don't even know who I am right now. And how do I hide? I just know people <laughs> want me and I need to have like an envelope with foreign cash and get out of here <laughs> like it was <laughs> and how did they get my phone number like how nobody is as private as you think you are and um i literally was thrown that next morning so my emotions were needless to say all over the place all over the place okay and then your first appearance was at good morning america um yes yes so that was like the icebreaker, right? This is like, all yeah. right, I'm in the studio and there's yeah. the set and these cameras and these bright lights and, and, you know, I, I, I know how it feels in studios and it's, oh. it's this whole, it's this weird ethereal feel, right? Yeah. I was in the same green room as Coldplay had been in just oh. the day before. So I'm like looking on the wall and they have a Wi-Fi password for Coldplay. And so I'm like, what in the world is this life right now? I'm sitting possibly in a chair that Chris Martin was just in and I'm flipping out 
And um, yeah, it's it was uh, baptizing into that world very, very quickly. I felt like at the end scene of Wizard of Oz, when the curtain has been pulled back and you really see what it's all about, I felt like that had been open to me. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is all it is. And, and surprisingly, I felt pretty comfortable there. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't feel intimidated. I felt like I could be myself and, and just have fun, you know? And so um, it was just stinking early and all I wanted to eat was a muffin. So, <laughs> well, and, and let's face it, you were coming on the show because of your infectious laughter in this video and they were ready to have a good yeah. time. So just, you know, the, the video itself is just you being you. This isn't, yeah. you know, this wasn't some contrived marketing campaign as, as some have inferred. I know it wasn't without even, you know, asking. Yeah. This is just you being you. So let's talk about you being you. Um, you went to Kohl's that day uh, with the intent of getting this, or you were just shopping in general and spotted it? Oh, no, 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 no. I had um, birthday money because it was my birthday week. And I want everybody to know this. I was returning yoga pants that didn't fit me because they were too big. Like, this is an important part of the story. I had yoga pants that were too big. <laughs> so, like, I already went to Cole's happy. Because I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, it's too big, playa, finally, you know? And I get in there, and I'm, I return it, and now I've got the golden ticket, which is return store credit. Like, for a stay-at-home mom, that is gold. That is pure gold. So I'm walking around the store thinking I'm going to get something for myself. It's my birthday week. And I really wasn't successful at all. I went over to the toy section thinking I'll just get something for my kids. I'm going to leave here a little deflated. And I promise you, to this day, I wish I could remember what bumped into the Chewbacca mask. But part of me bumped into it. And I looked at it and it made this little huff sound. And it was like, you know, and I thought, oh, Oh my goodness. This is, Oh, I think I need to take this like for myself. And I don't know if people understand this, but when you see a clearance sticker on something, like you don't need to pray about it. You don't need to talk with God. You just take it as like holy manna up to the cash register and say, thank you. And so it had a clearance sticker and I'm thinking, this is the best. I'm not even paying real cash with it. It's store credit. It, it doesn't even get better than this. And I walked out of there and I thought, this is probably, I needed a fun birthday gift for myself. And I, I honestly, I try to have fun and I try to make space for that, but we had been, um, we had been in situation after situation where we were just trying to catch up and trying to give more in certain areas to um, charities that we really believe in. We were, we were trying hard to make sure that our kids didn't know that we were in lack. And so for me to buy a toy for myself was not on the list at all. Not just for that day, but like ever, ever. <laughs> so um, that for me, it was already fun whether or not anybody cared to hear about it or look at it or watch me unbox it. It, it, was, it was a moment that I had actually found this little oasis of some relief to be able to play in the middle of my day. And in all honesty, in the middle of a few rough years. So, mm. Well, yeah. first of all, congratulations on returning yoga pants that were too big for you. That's, that's a huge victory right there for any of us. 
Um, yeah. Although I've never, I've never bought yoga pants, but I, I have me had too. pants that are too big for me. So <laughs> I get it. Um, so you walk to the car and at what point did you decide, oh, I'm going to go live on Facebook with this? Well, actually, I walked to the car and I had a schedule like the kids need to be picked up around 315 and I, it's nearing that dead deadline. And I thought, girl, I, you still got Bath and Body Works gift cards. You got your Starbucks drink waiting for you with your little membership. And so I went and I ran more errands and I didn't play with it right then. Um, I did those things. And then I look at my clock and on my dashboard. And, and um, I also had like a little you know, holder for my phone right there so I could use it for GPS. And I thought, well, I'm just going to stay in this parking lot. That that fun mask is calling to me like Jumanji drums in the background of my car. I think I'll just pull it out and just, I saw that live had been a thing. Um, and, and in all honesty, when you're talking the social media aspect of it, uh, yes, I am a little bit green, but I am not naive. So I had been doing Periscope. And my issue with Periscope is that I didn't have the friend list. I didn't have the base of friends that were already built into Facebook. And so when I noticed that Facebook had a live function, I thought, oh, I could do it here and it will already notify the people that are on my list. Mm -hmm. And there's no recruiting somebody else and another mom and trying to say, hey, download this other app, you know. Um, and so for me, I had, I thought, well, I'm just going to use Facebook Live. It's, it's kind of new. I've done it maybe two more times. And. It was whatever, but for real, I'm just going to enjoy this mask and play with it. And so um, I put the phone there on that little holder, went live, and you saw everything else. Four minutes of unboxing and playing and getting the church giggles that you can't stop when it's inappropriate, you know? I'm Pure just joy. on a wooden bench because usually when I'm on a church pew, I, I shake the entire pew and then it creaks. And uh, so that was that was a good thing. That was a good thing. It, it was pure unbridled joy. And you're just one of those people that's gifted with a laugh that is infectious. <laughs> uh, and so you could not watch that video. I mean, I think you would have to not have a pulse in order to not laugh along with you. Uh, I, I don't care what kind of bad day you were having. You put that thing on oh. and watch it. And there's people that, I mean, I don't even know how many times I've seen it. I, I just... <laughs> I've seen it more than any episode of any TV show I think I've ever, you know, watched. Oh. <laughs> I can't say that. I can't it, say that at all. <laughs> it, it, because it's so funny. And I have to tell you, Candace, that um, being a, um, a leader in the live video space, uh, I've, you know, I wrote a book, um, which I need to send you. I send it to your wrong uh, P.O. box. So I don't, I don't think it ever landed. Um, I know. So but I've been using your video as an example of going live since it happened um, because you know there's three things that i think are really important that people need to know one you don't need to have a, a polished set because you were in the front seat of your car yeah. two your hair and makeup doesn't need to be on point in fact you even reference that in the video that oh you know my hair or whatever um you know yeah. just as you are and third you don't need a script you yeah. just share the moment and yeah. That went more viral than any prepared video had ever done to that point. In fact, if we look at the numbers right now, let me find the current um, video here. I'm going to put this up. Ooh. I feel like there should be like a drum roll. Brrr. Here we go. Um, three, uh, 3.4 million shares. 
Um, 171 million views, over 3 million reactions, 18,000 comments, and they still uh, come in on this thing. And, and that's not counting all the copycats and all the other uploads because yeah. people steal the stuff and, and they put it up for themselves. And yeah, yeah so countless views, really. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I can't even, I know you say numbers and I can see them when I look at it, but I, it doesn't even, there's no way to quantify the people that are watching it with what my experience was or even still is, you know, it's kind of surreal. How often do people come up to you? Uh, daily. Like daily. even if you're elsewhere, right? Not in your hometown. Well, elsewhere is actually more prevalent when people come up to me. Um, my hometown, I kind of, you know, everybody's got their routines. You visit your same places. And, you, you, you know, the people that wait in the, you know, when I go to P.F. Chang's and get my lettuce wraps, they're like, oh, she's going to get lettuce wraps today. <laughs> you know, but um, when I'm somewhere different speaking or I've done book signings and things of that nature, that's when um, people are really, uh, it's funny because they don't like to say, you know who you remind me of? Because I don't know if they think it's going to offend me or not. Oh. Who do I remind you of? Because, um, you know, since the video, I've had LASIK and I have color in my hair that's a little bit less like I look like Chewbacca. Good Lord, I didn't even realize my natural hair color blended into that mask hmm. and that I was sporting a Chewbacca hair dye job right at that point. So, um, but when I go out other places in my hometown, it's a little bit more noticeable. But like, for example, yesterday I was at church. And my church is, you know, roughly between two to 4,000 within the three services that they have or, or two services that they have. And, you know, there was different people that wanted to either take a picture or in, in the coffee shop on the way into the service or that were catching me in the parking lot and wanted to say hello or tell me something about my book and, and how they'd read it and enjoyed it. So, I mean, it's, um, it's a completely different world and reality even now being not even two years removed, hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's just different. Great time for this question that just came in from Jane. She says, what's the best change in your life since this happened? Oh, the best change. <clears throat> oh, this is going to sound so sentimental, but it's the most honest answer I can give you. Mm -hmm. um, I might cry thinking about it, but it's one thing to try to really walk out of um, poverty. Oh, you got tissue. Thank you. It's one thing to walk out of um, poverty a little bit. And I'm not, I'm still, y'all, all we're doing is paying down debt at this point. Um, and it's one thing to be able to buy a little bit more groceries and, and to be able to maybe go to a movie theater more than you thought possible before. Um, but the thing that really gets me is watching my husband dream new dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, we literally have the ability right now to see the world as our oyster with this. And for him to say, I don't have to stay in this place in my life either. And yet to have a husband that's willing to do that, to say, I will, I will literally work a nine to five, whatever kind of job. And I will put food on the table the best I can. And I will take care of you. But for him to dream new dreams as well, not just me dreaming up things, but to watch my best friend in this 
do the exact same thing. Whoa. It is, it's just phenomenal. It's, it's beyond anything I could have thought. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's beautiful. And, and I understand the, the emotion that, that goes yeah. with it. Um, so let's, let's set the way back machine. I know you go in detail in this in your book, but you know, you mentioned poverty and, um, you know, do going through something like this is kind of like winning mm. the lottery. Only you didn't just buy a ticket; you did something that impacted mm. lives. Um, you mm. you added value by entertaining, but it wasn't always like this, was it? Oh gosh, no, no. Um, you know, for us, even prior to doing this video, just that school year, we were standing in a charity line waiting to get school supplies for our kids. Mm. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> to say that it has been a struggle all of my life to keep our head above water financially. And, you know, a lot of times you're just replicating what you've been taught or what you've seen in your environment that you're in. Um, and so what, you what were you taught? What, what did you believe was true about how to live and about yourself? What wrong yeah. beliefs that, cause this is, your book is very inspirational. And, and I think that this piece mm -hmm. right here, I really want everybody to pay attention to because many of the things that, that Candace dealt with um, and the doubts and the, the wrong messages she got, many of us get those same messages now. Well, there's something that you tell yourself is that you, you really limit your worth and you feel as though you're spinning your wheels and that you're a hamster on a wheel, never going to get off. <laughs> and, and you think this is the best. This is all I'm getting. This is all I deserve. This is all my life is going to amount up to. And for me, I'd always felt this internal struggle against that. I felt like I was destined for something really great and not like a Hollywood movie scene where they play it up and the music starts and everybody sings a musical number about destiny. Like, I genuinely felt as though I was waiting in the wings for this moment. Hmm. And um, even in the most poor circumstances I can remember as a child, I mean, we were homeless, living in a van with a dog, parked at RV spots, taking coin showers. And I found myself unusually joyful. Like I shouldn't have been, as a nine-year-old kid, content I shouldn't have been happy. I shouldn't have, have discovered what real joy was, but I really feel like that is where I met and discovered what joy really was. And I thought, okay, this is, this feels different than the normative response of how I know I'm watching those around me in the same environment, condition, atmosphere. And um, man, I, I know that for me, I don't see much difference in who I was then with who I am now. Um, I do see this ability to really embrace the life that I've been given to, to come into a new space where I have joy to offer to other people as well. Um, yeah, I feel like I was kind of all over the place, but... Maybe you're I'm you're like, in the perfect place. And okay. and I do you feel I mean, I know that you have a very strong faith in God. I know that you're a church going um, person. I know that your yeah. relationship with God is essential to you. Do you feel like uh, as you were talking about that there was a time where you would come into 
this purpose, that it would be revealed, even in the midst of your lack, you felt that this was going to happen mm -hmm. at some point, but you couldn't see how. Mm -mm. <laughs> you know, if you, if you go the faith route, and listen, I'm, I'm not like sensitive to the point where I'm just like, I walk on eggshells, but I know that I love people so much that I want, never want to say anything so divisive. And I know religion can be that way. But when I'm talking about my personal faith, there's one verse that I've read growing up over and over again in the Bible. And it says, First um, Peter 5, 17, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due season, in due season, he will exalt you. Hmm. And I feel like all these days leading up to that May 19th was a continual learning of just how to be humble, just how to just how to say, God, you're enough for me. Even if nothing else of my dreams come. And um, even if even if nothing ever comes through that I feel like I, I want. I'm OK with being just just somebody that you love and that you would want to use. Mm. Um, and because of that, I feel like what happened was that in the due season, in that right moment is when everything just, I mean, it just launched. And, and listen, I don't think that's the only moment. I really, I feel like that's a continuous thing that we do. It's this, it's this humbling. Everybody hates arrogance and yet we don't talk about it. You know, we just, we just deal with it. We deal with the arrogant family member at Christmas time. We deal with it in business. When you've got somebody that they're, they have the attitude of that's not my job. They don't have a servant. Uh, bone in them. And I'm not saying slavery. I'm talking about just being kind to people and serving people and realizing I'm not the best that's out there. And when I find uh, my life hasn't stopped that, that humble quest of just trying to see who I am in the light of this much bigger God that has much bigger things. Listen, the reason I wrote a book wasn't to capitalize on a Chewbacca mom video. The reason I wrote a book is because I know it'll far outweigh my life. Like it will be on shelves further than what my days will be on this earth. And I know that that for me feels like something of substance. It feels like something that can outweigh my time here. And if I'm not living for things that put me on a timeline way outside of my days while I'm alive, I think I'm living for the wrong things. And so for me, it really, all of this has, has been my faith saying, I want to humble myself under God's hand because he always, he always has better timing. He always does good stuff. And you know, there, God gets this bad rap that he's a jerk or an a-hole. And I got to be honest with you. I've, I've been one of those people that have thought that about him before, but um, I really think he's better than we think um, or give credit. And if you believe that he's always got your good at his, at his ready and at his hands, it's easy to just say, take my life, do what you want, and when you want to. When you want to open up that door, do it. And I tell you what, I've been a singer, I've been a songwriter for most of my life, and I had friends that thought the way that the world would know me would be through my voice. Hmm. Little did I know it would be through my voice, but through my laugh, like, you know, three minutes of laughing, <laughs> no, no talent to it. <laughs> Nothing. In fact, 
not just God's way of humbling you even more and saying, not even your, your destiny wrapped up here for you on this day. I'm going to give it to you the way that you want it. I'm going to give it to you in a way that's unexpected and more than you could hope or dream or mm. even ask. You so know, for me, I love that. And for anybody who asks me, I, I, when, when they say, oh, how are you so successful with this project or that project? Mm-hmm. I go, I have no idea. Um, it, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a pure God thing. And I just show up and then the magic happens. And, you know, just like you had that tattoo, show the tattoo for those who are just joining us now. Um, Uh, Here we go. There's Chewy. There he is right there. Um, To commemorate, obviously, um, I know that that's more than just, I love Chewbacca that, and that's more than just about the incident that commemorates a move of God in your life. Am I correct? Oh, Oh, yeah, that was, this is not about Star Wars. I mean, I love Star Wars. I love Lucasfilm. I just saw The Last Jedi probably more times than I care to admit. Um, <laughs> but I will say, this is way more than just a a fan favorite, let me put it on my body. It is, it is a reminder to me that God uses the foolish things of this world and confounds the wise. Mm. So, well, well, tattoos do that. In fact, I'm going to share with you. I don't think I've ever shown this live on video before, but I went through an experience that I needed to remember who I was in here. I'll pull mm. my camera down so I can show you. And you could tell me if you know what this is. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm coming up close so I can see. Oh, second Corinthians, uh, five seventeen. Yes, I do know. What, it's what a Bible it? verse that says, if anybody is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, the old <clears throat> man is gone and all things are made new. High five. Bible drill. I win. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, in, in, I went through a period of my life in 2010 and onward where uh, went through a, a painful separation and divorce mm-hmm. and my business was wow. struggling and I was being stolen from and just, oh it, it, and I got off track um, and I yeah. needed to remember who I was. And for, I, I was 46 at the time. And I thought I would wow. never get a tattoo. I never planned on getting a tattoo <laughs> and I put it somewhere that I would see it. And the irony of it now is I rarely see it, but other people see it and it leads to great discussions. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. You know, I'm reading a book right now called The Gift of Being Yourself. Ooh, right? Just the title. Uh, David Branner? Banner? Uh, Don't get me lying. Don't get me lying. I don't have it with me. The Gift of Being Um, Yourself. I'm going to pull it up on Amazon while you tell us about it. Yes. The Gift of Being Yourself. And the thing that I love, love, love so much about this is I think that most people that when you're talking about, I love what you said about, you don't have to have your hair and makeup done. You don't have to have a perfect set. You don't have to have people forget. We, uh, we value authenticity. We value real. Yes. That's the book. Who's the author on that one? Uh, David Benner. 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 See, I want to make it like some Marvel thing. I said Banner. I'm thinking like, what did I just <laughs> the say? The Incredible Hulk. Hulk smash. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, what I'm discovering is, is that people are attracted way more to authenticity than even integrity. You know what I mean? Like if somebody screws up in the media or they or like, God forbid, but like if you should find a mugshot of Chewbacca mom tomorrow, do you know what I mean? Give me three days and let me give you a sincere apology and explain myself. And, and by and large, we're forgiving. We go, oh, that was, that was okay. And if it's really heartfelt, if it's a sentiment, it's heartfelt. 
and people are attracted to that authentic moment. Um, what we're not attracted to is fake, somebody trying to sell us on something, somebody trying to manipulate us. And I'm not just talking about manipulate our minds because we're all a savvy generation. This, this generation that's coming up is very, very savvy and protected. Um, but I'm talking about manipulating emotions even. I think we're just way aware that I don't want that. That doesn't feel good. And when you go in this moment that's live and you say, I'm going to step into that, you better make sure that you're bringing your 100% real self, who you are and authentic to the core. Because I guarantee you, it's enough. And the, the problem is, is that most people don't think it is. They're like, ah, I've got to... And then I've got to rearrange my coffee cup and then I'm going to have this logo right here while I'm talking. And then I'm going to like, I'm just hoping right now that my new echo spot isn't showing you pictures of my kids as it sits right here, you know? Um, I, but I do want you to see my Valentine tree. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to be, I, I do see that. that. I, at first I thought like, Oh, she hasn't taken Christmas down yet. You know, we're halfway through the month. And then I realized there's hearts all over it. Yes. And let me tell you, this is genius. Did you see that TV? ad for like uh, that made for tv tree dazzler no it's you it's 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 genius that you put a ring on top of your tree and then the lights cascade down and you can change them to any color any color oh, at any time with the push of a button so now uh, you best believe i got a valentine tree because when i light this up it's pink and purple what Say I'm not going to have an Easter tree, a St. Patty's Day tree, a Mother's Day tree. Uh, I ain't pulling this thing down. I ain't got shouldn't, there be a, shouldn't there be a Groundhog Day tree first, though? Yes. Little what, really what I need is a whole bunch of Bill Murrays on a stick and just put them on my tree. I think oh, that and tell me what you're going to decorate with for May the 4th. Oh, May the 4th be with you. I actually will be out of town on May the 4th. But listen, I could pull from anywhere in my house right now and find an action figure, a Lego constructed set of Star Wars, a Mr. Potato, Kylo Ren, a Furbaka. <laughs> How funny is it that you, you know, you, you grew up watching Star Wars like all of yeah. us. And yep. you know, if somebody would have said to you, Candace, one day Star Wars is going to play an integral role in your life, you would have said, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I would have laughed in your face. I would have been like, no way, no way. First off, if you want to talk about like the business side of things that I've learned since the video went viral, in my wildest dreams, if I thought this is going to go viral and I'm going to have to continue to negotiate and use this Chewbacca mask in future projects or whatever it may be that I'm going to use as a prop, I wouldn't have chose something that would be the three major giants right now today, um, Hasbro, Lucasfilm, and Disney. <laughs> I need to ask permission every time I talk to them. And I'm like, so... I was just in my car and can I just, can Disney, can you say, oh, it's okay to use this? I mean, it, think about it. It No way. <laughs> I would have never thought that that would have been on my radar yeah. to be I, something that would have been a part of my life. I don't know if you know this, but I invented an app um, eight, nine years ago. And okay. the app, the app went to number one in the world um, on the what? iPhone. And I'm going to show it to you and then, then I'm going to tie it back to the story. Okay, what is it? What is it? 
fart or is it I fart? It's I fart. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's this. Oh my, it lasts so long. Oh yeah, well, there's a, there's a bunch of them. They're all here on the toilet paper roll, so you can pick all kinds. In fact, I don't know why I didn't think of this, but there's a <laughs> Fart Wars fart pack in here, including uh, Fubaca. Here, let me play this for everybody. Fubaca. Oh, hear that? That's the that's the Fubaca, and here's the R two D poo. <laughs> My point being, if you would have told me as a young boy that, hey, these farts that I think are so funny, are, <laughs> I'm going to make a million dollars on it one day, I would have said, you're insane. And then I would have said, yes. So what I need to do is encourage my seven-year-old, right? Because this is all I see. It's just the constant, oh my goodness. That's yes. hilarious. Yes, there's money and bodily functions. Amazing things can happen. And speaking of the amazing things that happened, the video goes viral, Candace. And then did you get a call from Kohl's or did they literally just show up on your doorstep? I did get a call from them and they asked if I would be okay with them coming by and giving my kids some things. Okay. And um, I didn't know what that meant or what they were going to give them. <clears throat> and I just said, sure. I'm, of course. <laughs> of course. Who, who would ever hang up that phone call and go, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, like, I was just like, okay, sure. That's wonderful. And um, it, it ended up that by the time the kids got out of school that very next day, so maybe about 26 hours after I posted the video, Coles was on my doorstep and with cameras and, and lots of gifts. As a matter of fact, I've spoken about this several times, but as a mama for my mama heart, that was about three years worth of Christmases that we had not been able to give our kids. Wow. So it was, it was, it was a moment for sure. You made it up was, for, for lost Christmases right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was insane. Insane. Jane wants to know what's on your bucket list. What do you want to do that you haven't done? There's so many things. Um, I am a, a vision board person. I, I write out goals and dreams and hopes and aspirations. Um, and I've seen a lot of dreams come true this past 18, 19 months, in all honesty. I really have. Um, but the list is so big. And that's what happens when you're a dreamer. And, um, I don't know. There's, it's all the way from silly, silly things to, I want to be on SNL someday. I, oh. I just really would love that. I feel like, um, I feel something calling me there. I mean, like, I don't know why, but I have since I was like 12 years old. Um, I would love to be able to perform my original music more, uh, and surprise people along the way with the amount of talent that I think I could possess. Um, listen, I'm a little rusty, but, but I'm, I'm one of those people that you always say you're a jack of many trades and a master of none. Um, whenever I've been told that I should probably try to pick something and stick with it and get really, really good at it, I've always resisted that. Like in my mind, it sounds like a good idea. But I've always resisted it inside. Like there's been a, this turmoil when I think about actually trying to develop just one aspect that I love. 
Um, and I think it's just because I have a, a dreamer's heart and a creativity bug in me that's never satisfied and um, in a good way, never satisfied. Uh, so because of that, th there are multiple things, but still the big ones for me that I think are kind of silly would be SNL. Um, so I did not uh, get on the Ellen show when all of this happened. She was filming her last episode. Oh, missed it by that episode. much. It's like that close. So I would love to meet her. It doesn't have to be on her show, but I would love to just meet her and let her know how much I think that her kindness uh, spreads like wildfire and maybe give her a hug and tell her thank you. Hmm. Um, and then there's just, there's just multiple things that I would love to be able to do as far as travel is on the scope. Um, and it's not so that I can have this wanderlust. Uh, I, you know what I mean? I'm, I don't, it, that wasn't like a slam to anybody that does, but I feel like there's certain places on this planet that my feet need to be put on mm. um, because I have maybe relationships to develop there or people to meet. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's, it's lofty, but it's a reality. My well, I don't think it's crazy. lofty. I think dream, I mean, dreams by their very nature are lofty, right? We're, we're hoping yes. and thinking about something that we don't yet have. And if you're not dreaming mm -hmm. big, you're not really dreaming. You know, I, I think you're just yeah. sleeping. <laughs> right? You know, I heard it uh, as this analogy one time and I'll never forget it. It's actually another guy that had something go viral. He's a friend of mine. His name's Ryan. And um, he, he proposed to his wife on the same day he married her. Like he actually proposed and then had the wedding planned and he got to go on a whole bunch of like media circuits too. And, um, but he had said, uh, when you go and you ask God for something really, really small, it's like asking a bank for a $5 loan. Mm. It's like you're coming in and you're filling out all the paperwork, you're doing all these things and you're like, can you just give me $5? And they look at you like, uh, <laughs> you could have peddled that out on the street. I don't know why you're here. And I think to dream big means that you're trusting that there's somebody that can actually provide it for you. So I have, I love what you just said. I love dreaming big because it shows not necessarily um, this big doughy eyed wonder in me. It shows how big of a God that I think really exists. Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and then, so you dream and then the next step is you have to actually believe in that. Yeah. That's where the faith comes in this internal sense that this is going to happen. Maybe not the way I think it is. Maybe a not the, my, the timing, definitely not the way I would do it, but something's going to happen. Yeah. 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 Mm. If you would have known me in April and March before that video went live in May, if you were in my inner circle, you heard me repeating over and over and over again. I feel like something big is about to happen. I feel like something big's about to happen. I felt it from April all the way on, from March all the way on. And I couldn't explain it, but I knew it was coming. And you never would have thought, oh, I'm going to go shopping one day. I'm going to buy a toy and that's going to do it. No. That, 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 no, all the while I'm making lists and I'm like trying to figure out how to hustle and work my life and get, you know what I mean? And here I am just who I'm, who I was being naturally and normally was what uh, broke through. Mm. So. Oh, well, that's that's how it happens. I'm, I'm going to make a confession, one that I haven't um, shared publicly uh, oh, really okay. as of yet, but I think it's really relevant to this discussion because I sense that, you know, what you're all about is pointing to God 
And, and honestly, at my core, I know where all the good things come from. And it's yeah. not because I'm so smart or talented or any of that. All those things <laughs> are gifts anyhow, right? That right. I, I couldn't concoct them. I was, you're given who you are and this is it. And it's what you do with it. And uh, while I had a number of successes um, from the time I started my internet business 23 years ago, when my life started falling apart, you know, my marriage falling apart, my business falling apart in 2010 and onward, I took a couple of years sabbatical where I just kind of went away from everything to work on myself physically, emotionally, spiritually. Mm. And for the past few years, while I've been doing things that in the, uh, the public eye appear to be very successful, um, speaking, writing books, doing live video yeah. and all that, in my heart, I was wondering if like there was going to be another big thing for me. Cause you know, I've had like six grand slams in my career, which I'm very grateful for um, all of them, which I attribute to, to God. Um, and I wondered if there would be another one for me. And just last year in the spring, I started getting interested in cryptocurrency, something, you know, Bitcoin, something that I didn't anticipate happening. And on a lark with a friend of mine, we started a podcast last July. Well, fast forward six months, and we have one of the top cryptocurrency shows in the world right now. And I'm wow. being asked to go travel and speak about this new passion that I never saw coming. And, I, and I've got a home run again. And I, I just, I never would have imagined. And again, because I didn't go looking for it, I feel like God brought it at the right time when I yeah. would be ready for it. And yeah. he gets the credit. You know, I feel like you've touched on something that most people have no clue. Like by and large, most people have no clue. If you are striving and if it loses its fun, hmm. stop doing it. Hmm. Like stop doing it. Um, and that's even like, I tell myself that daily, like Candace, are you having fun right now in this moment? And I'm not saying that everything's going to be happy go lucky, but it's going to satisfy something in me that says, I want to do this. Like if I wasn't doing this, I'd be missing a point of joy in my life. Um, and so I think most people feel as though they are required to search out, find those things because they feel that stirring in them, that something great is going to happen with their life. And legitimately, I think that's put there on reason. Like for, I think that they feel that because probably there's something waiting for them that is remarkable. But I think most people miss the opportunity because they're striving and not being who they are and who they're meant to be in just the simplest of moments. Well, uh, what's that old quote? I don't know who said it, but um, said somebody, oh, I'm going to butcher this quote, but the butcher it. Is, I'm going to butcher it. It's, it's to the effect of, um, that somebody didn't like opportunity because it disguised itself in as hard as hard work, hard work and overalls. Yeah. Something like that. And I just, I just look at that and think that's, that's so real is we miss the everyday moments to do what we're, we're supposed to do. Listen, if I can do dishes well and serve my family well for my family, gosh, this sounds so 1950s, Lord help us. I'm not setting us back. I'm not setting the women back. I'm just saying that, if I can serve my family well and feel satisfied in that, are you kidding me? I can handle a bigger stage and be content with anything that's given me there as well. Mm. And I think we miss that. We miss that. 
Well, I have to show you, I know in our previous uh, conversation on the phone, I told you about this, but since you brought up fun, I'm going to reveal to you and to our viewers, this is my new book, which comes out in June. It's called The Fun Formula, How Curiosity, Risk-Taking, and Serendipity Can Revolutionize How You Work. And um, it, it's, it basically expands on exactly what we've been talking about here. It's so great. It's so great. I can't wait to get it and read it. Well, I just, I so appreciate you and in, in, in giving of your time here. I know that you do live videos and you do a show on your page now. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I did season one and it was all last summer and fall and it was lots of fun in my mind. Now, can I tell you the secret behind it? Like why yes. I did it? Tell me okay. the secret. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I woke up from a crazy dream and I started thinking, gosh, either this was really bad pizza or maybe I need to pay attention to it. And so I thought, I'm just going to like go and brainstorm in my living room and pray for a little bit. And while I was doing that, I, by the end of that time on my couch at three o'clock in the morning, I come out with all these different segments that I want to do, ways that I want to bring fun to the internets. And I kept on thinking, this just feels like a fun thing to do. And I, I feel like I might be missing out somewhere in my life if I don't do it. And so I, did, I set out to do 10 shows. I was like, okay, we're going to do 10 shows, same bat time, same bat channel. We're going to go live with a platform that I already have. Um, listen, I, I know a little bit about television and some their networks and when you shoot a pilot um, because of this past year. And what I discovered is that, you know, they always look at the value brought by how many people are going to watch it. And following me on Facebook from overnight viral dumb was now nearly a million people. And so I thought I could do whatever I want on my own, unmanaged, <laughs> unbridled, unsupervised. Me. <laughs> and, and so I started doing that. And so what you find out is you find deep conversations, but then you also see me in a unicorn onesie one day uh, trying to do a, a unicorn makeup tutorial, which I've never done. So um, I, I did 10 episodes and I actually had a season finale that we had uh, really awesome. It was part of my book launch night as well, which was just unintentional, but ended up being awesome that it fit together. And um, <clears throat> season two is, is what I'm dreaming up right now. So what do you, what, what do you say to the, the haters? Because anytime you get any okay. spotlight at all, I've experienced it too many times to count. And I know how I handle it. But, you know, how do you manage it when somebody's just mean or rude? Well, I, I'll be um, lying if I say that it didn't bug me. But I will tell you this. Um, there are only a few amount of people that are in my core circle that when they speak something to me that's, um, that's critical or that's criticizing and, and, it, and it looks like, hey, take an eye at this, you look like this, I listen to them because I know that they have my best at their heart. However, for somebody that I don't know from Adam, that's gonna say whatever they want. Listen, I get what happens when you get a little bit of fame. Fame is a weird, ugly, bizarro world thing. Let me just tell you, it's bizarre. Mm -hmm. and, I, and what I've seen and discovered is that we feel as though we have the ability to talk to other human beings any way that we want to because they become objectified instead of personified. 
And I think people see me as a one-dimensional lady that had a viral video or could see me as that. Uh, many people have come to know me and, and we, we cool, we good friends. But those that do offer and usher in hateful sentiments, it's my porch and I don't let you play on there like that. So mm. I delete a lot of things. Um, and then I also, I don't take it to heart. I really let it roll off my back because you haven't earned the space in my life to speak in love. And so if that's the case, then I just don't respond to it. It's really more about their issues than it is about you. Anybody who goes out of their way to say something mean or hateful yeah. reflects an issue in their own heart and a problem there. Yeah. Having. Yeah. And listen, nine times out of 10, even if it's hateful or mean, um, so it may have some truth to it. Like one lady posted something. She was like, Oh my God, she just needs to stop singing. She's, she's okay, but she's not all that, you know? And I, and I actually laughed when I read that comment. Cause I was like, girl, I know, I know I agree. <laughs> like I got some work I can do. And so I mean, like, I don't even find it to the point where I feel like, Oh, I'm not good. And I, I need to reevaluate my life. I look at most of those comments that have a little bit of truth in them and go, shoot, I would have put that on somebody's page too. You know what I mean? If they've been like, I don't get it, I don't get it. And, you know what? Um, Anytime somebody tells me that somebody can't sing, I have two words for them. Bob okay. Dylan. <laughs> <clears throat> what? He was great. He was great. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the mask handy? Do I have it handy? I don't. I put them all up because of Christmas, but I've got like some Chewbacca's around. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to make you go get it. I figure you either it's either something you have on hand because you know people are going to ask or or you don't. Let's, um, we're going to wrap up here in just a minute. I want to let you okay. go, but I wanna, let's talk about your music. What um, Are you writing your own? Uh, I've been writing music since I was 14. Okay. And so th there's not a week that goes by that I don't write a new song. Hmm. Uh, whether I choose to share it with people is up to me. Um, some of them are just very personally for me and that's it. Um, but I, yeah, songwriting is always a thing. I don't know how public I'm going to go with this. Listen, um, what you're discovering about who I am is a slow roll because of the nature of everything being so viral and so fast. I feel as though I was literally a ship waiting with my sails ready. And then this giant wind came and just now, like literally just now do I feel as though that wind is letting down just a little bit so mm. I can kind of recoup, refresh, and dream up some more things that have to do with my talents and my abilities. Um, music is always going to be a part of that. Um, you will always find me singing because it's, that's like a, a natural thing for me. That's not a, I'm really hoping something great's going to come from it. It's just, it's a, it, it pours out of what it's I already It's who you do. are. It's an yeah. extension of you. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's just an extension. Um, as far as, um, I was a musical theater major. I've done acting um, before. I haven't done it. Acting! Oh my gosh, I've never been serious. I was always comedy. Yeah. Listen, I had one serious role in college in a play and we were supposed to be these street urchins and we were supposed to pretend to be sleeping on stage. Candace's big O self actually fell asleep during the play and I had somebody kicking me to wake me up and say my line. <laughs> And it turned into like this comic moment and I got scolded. I was like, I'm sorry. I really didn't try to be whatever. Anyway, so acting is something I want to pursue. Um, I would love to try to pursue maybe some voiceover stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
like, um, yeah, I, I, I can see that. That's fun. You have a Anything character that's... voice. I can see that. <laughs> have you ever thought about doing a, a, a stand-up routine? I did stand-up comedy for a while. Oh, you um, did. I, I did. I don't really talk about it because um, when I did it, I was in college trying to pay for college. And so I would do these amateur nights and then you would get tips. And, and, um, and so I discovered that the comedy club I was a part of was really raunchy and, and they got more laughs and more money when you, you know, you just participated. So I dropped F bombs all over the place and I was so self deprecating and I did stuff. People are like, Oh my gosh, Chewbacca mom, for real, but for real. And so, um, there was a point where that just was so against the grain of who I am that I, it and was like I'm not going again and uh I, the funny thing is is in 2014 I started doing stand-up again at the amateur nights and the walk you know open mics uh just because I wanted to try to get on stage and be funny without self-deprecating and without compromising anything that I really thought was core values to me and I was able to do it for like four times and I was like well, that was good. So I stopped again. But yeah, stand-up comedy, I love. It's on my bucket list. And uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, a, I'm a professional speaker. I've talked to thousands and thousands of people. But comedy is different. And it at is. some point, um, I, I'm going to do it. Okay, last question. And, and hopefully okay. you've gotten some questions here that aren't exactly the same as what everybody's asked you. But oh, no, this has been fun. There's probably a question that you wish somebody would ask you that they never have and, and something that you've wanted to share, but nobody's ever said, Hey, what about what, what would that question be? Wow. I, you know, I honestly, I'm pretty much an open book. So for me, if somebody hasn't asked it, I probably have already told you, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, eh, I'll just tell you, let the tips fall where they will. Um, That's authenticity. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not really waiting to kind of talk about, anything because I feel like I'm always open to talk about whatever anyways. Well, uh, I know the best things are ahead for you still, that the wind really is um, at your sails. And I think you're going to have this period of refreshing and, and time yeah. to regroup. And at the right time, the winds will blow and uh, it's going to take you somewhere new, magical and beautiful. And uh, you'll bless people. It's going to be great. Thank you so much. Where do you, you know, I went to look for your website, but I didn't see one that was up. Um, the the CandacePain.me site looked like it yeah. wasn't working. We had like something happen where it was down a couple of days, but I think we fixed it. Um, you know, I went and I looked. Let me just try again here. It's just CandacePain.me, right? Yep. CandacePain.me. Um, might need to call your web host again then. Oh, you're back. Here, let me show it to everybody. CandacePain.me. There's the site right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, hashtag Simple Joys. And you can get, if you put your email here, you get a happy Wookiee coloring sheet. Oh, this That's is right. Fantastic. So you it's can subscribe. You can order her book, Laugh It Up, Embrace Freedom and Experience Defiant Joy right here. Get bonuses with it and learn all about Candace and the cool uh, stuff that she's doing. Thanks for joining us for the Joel Com Show. We hope you've learned something new and that you are inspired to grow personally and professionally. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and to share it with others. For more from Joelcom, visit www.joelcom.com. And until next time, do good stuff.